Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In the course of his discussion of justice in On Duties, Book One, Cicero is going to ask and provide a really great answer to a classic problem that keeps coming up in ethics. Should all promises be kept? And Cicero, like many of the other people of his time, views promise keeping as really integral to justice. As a matter of fact, he names it when characterizing what justice is as one very important part of justice. And this has come down to us to the present. But it seems as if there could be some situations in which if we've made a promise, we really shouldn't keep it. And so how can we tell when it's the right situation and when it's not the right situation? Or should we just say all promises have to be kept across the board, whatever the consequences may be? Cicero has a, a very well worked out position on this. And he begins by noting that, in fact, one of the foundations, one of the fundamenta of justice is, in fact, what we call good faith. Fides. And he, he brings this up as something that the Stoics particularly call attention to. Good faith means fidelity, means keeping one's promises, means not lying about things, being trustworthy, being honest. So this notion of fides is really central. And it seems like if that's the case, then wouldn't we have to keep any promise whatsoever that we make? And he says that, well, there are some occasions, as he says here, occasions often arise when those duties which seem most becoming to the just man and to the good man, the just and good person, the person who we're looking up to, where these undergo a change and take on a contrary aspect. So it's not that the duties themselves quit being duties. It's rather that we have to be more flexible in our understanding of how they're going to apply in the concrete circumstances that we're looking at, or if you like, in the more general cases that we are now examining. And, and Cicero gives us some criteria. Again, he uses this word fundamentum, again, in the plural, two fundaments, two foundations of justice. It's translated here as fundamental principles. So two really central conceptions of justice don't harm anyone. Now, this not only includes harming other people, but also harming yourself and make sure that the common interests are preserved. He thinks that these are just as integral to justice as is good faith. So how do you reconcile these? How do you juggle these when they seem to come into conflict? So this is where we get to an important point. He says, it may, for example, not be a duty to restore a trust, to give back to somebody what they've given to you. And one of the classic examples of this is you have a friend. This goes all the way back to Plato's discussions. You have a friend and he gives you his arms. So imagine that today he gives you a loaded gun and he says, keep this loaded gun for me just in case I need it. Now he comes to you and he's not in his proper mind. And you can tell that he's not in his proper mind because he says something like, I'm going to kill that SOB. Can I have my gun? 
should you give him his gun back? You've made a promise that when he asks for the gun, you're going to give it back to him. So is the right thing for you to do just to say, oh, well, you know, you did give me the gun in trust. So uh, here you go. By the way, would you like the extra ammo and the, the long clips with it or just the gun by itself? That'd be a terrible thing to do. And I think very few people, and those people would be mistaken about this, would say that that's actually the right or just thing to do. The right thing to do would be instead something like saying to your friend, no, I'm not going to give you your gun because clearly you're going to do something wrong. You're going to bring about harm to somebody else and perhaps to yourself, or you're going to do something that goes against the common interest. So that's one case. He says, there may be other cases where we shouldn't fulfill a promise. It may become right and proper sometimes, he says, to evade and not observe what truth and honor, here's the key term, would usually demand. He's not saying that everything is up for grabs. He's not saying that because we encounter these tricky situations that all of the straightforward situations now become relative or undecided or anything like that. No, most of the time we should fulfill our promises, but there are some conditions in which it becomes a bad idea. So that's when he gives us these two fundamental principles. And he says, when these are modified under changed circumstances, moral duty also undergoes a change. Notice it does not stop being moral duty. It just is changed in its application. Now we should do something different instead of what we normally would do. So he gives some examples of this. Promises, he says, should not be kept when they harm someone or when they interfere with the duty of a greater good. And he gives you some examples here. One of these is drawn from Greek mythology. Poseidon said he would give Theseus three wishes. Theseus gets mad at his son, Hippolytus. There's a lie told about him. And he says, I wish my son was dead. Now, should Poseidon make good on that promise? Probably not, right? Because is that something that actually is good for not just Hippolytus, but also for Theseus? You know, if Theseus was in his right mind, he wouldn't say, I wish my son was dead. He's going to be harmed by fulfilling that promise. So Poseidon or, you know, Neptune should have done something different. He also says that promises are not to be kept if the keeping of them is to prove harmful to those whom you've made them right? Those who you made the promise, you shouldn't follow through. So if somebody says, I want you to promise to tell me a particular thing if it happens to be the case, but you know that it's going to destroy them to find that out. Maybe then in that case, you know, especially if it's something fairly trivial, you don't tell them. Of course, you know, this can be misapplied. So should a doctor tell the patient that he has a terminal illness or not? Uh, the doctor is in a sort of implicit promise state for, for that. Now, Cicero goes, on and he says, if the fulfillment of a promise should do more harm to you than good to him to whom you've made it, it's no violation of moral duty to give the greater good precedence over the lesser good. So you have to take yourself into account as well. There could be situations where you've made a promise, but keeping that promise is going to keep you from doing something else that really ought to be more compelling. So Cicero gives an example here. You made an appointment for somebody to appear as his advocate in court. This is something that Cicero would have been doing on a daily basis. But in the meantime, your son falls dangerously ill. You've made a promise, but you have a stronger duty to your son to take care of him when he's ill. 
Well, I mean, they didn't have cell phones back then. Cicero would have sent a slave and said, tell the guy I'm not going to be there. I'm taking care of my son. And the guy could say, oh, Cicero, you're such a terrible guy. You broke a promise. Cicero would say, this is the sort of case where I should break my promise. If I didn't do it, I would actually be a bad guy to show up and defend you in court and leave my sick kid at home. So there's a lot of cases where we ought to fulfill some greater duty. And if that's the case, then breaking the promise is the right thing to do. The last thing that he says that I think is particularly interesting here is that certain promises shouldn't be kept, or it's really up to us if we want to keep them, but there's no reason why we have to. They're not binding, as he says. And when our promise is not binding, well, there's two important types of circumstances. When force has been used, right? Basically, you could say force or fraud, right? So when force is used, he says, promises are not binding that are extorted by intimidation, that are compelled by fear, metu in this case. Also, when they're the results of deception, dolus, right? When a person is decaptus, when a person has been deceived by dolus, by fraud or trickery, then they don't have to keep that promise. And to say that they ought to keep that promise is, is a sign of either being misguided or of being unjust. Because the people who try to enforce promises like that, when somebody was either forced into, compelled into, coerced into a promise through the fear imposed on them or by being tricked, to say that they ought to do that, if you're not just ignorant, means that in some way you're collaborating with that injustice of having compelled something or tricked something out of them. So Cicero has a very clear answer here. Generally, we are supposed to keep promises. As a matter of fact, that's a central part of what it means to be just. This is very important, but there are other circumstances that are equally important, equally fundamental to justice, not harming other people or ourselves and making sure that the common interests are actually being protected, preserved, fulfilled. So those provide us with guidelines for figuring out when we should and when we shouldn't keep promises. The last thing to say about this is that in real situations, this is often difficult and we often have feelings of guilt or other emotions involved. But if we apply these sort of rules, I think it's it's much easier to see our way through those tricky situations. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.